Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Gospel of Luke chapter 24, and I'm going to read from verse 44. Then he, that is Jesus, said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you, everything which is written concerning me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Basically, the Old Testament scriptures. Then he thoroughly opened up their minds to understand the scriptures. See, that's the thing. You have to have your eyes opened to understand the scriptures because you can look at a scripture, you can read a scripture and never really get it until you get the revelation. So say, Holy Ghost, open up my eyes and my mind to understand the scriptures. Amen. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ, the Messiah, should suffer and on the third day rise among the dead, and that repentance, repentance of forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I will send forth upon you what my Father has promised you. So this is the promise of the Father. He says, I will send upon you. So you can see something is coming upon, and it's called the promise of the Father. But remain in the city, that is Jerusalem, until you are endued or clothed with power from on high. Then he conducted them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he invoked a blessing on them. I like that. He invoked a blessing upon them, lifting up his hands. So when we lift up our hands and we pray a blessing, that's biblical. That's what Jesus did. And it, and it occurred, occurred while he was blessing them, he parted from them and was taken up into heaven. So this is kind of overlaps into Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when he said, You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and into the uttermost parts of the world. And then he was taken up into the clouds before them, understanding that the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts were both written by Luke, and they're kind of a continuation. This is the first account, and then Acts is the second account of Luke. And they, worshiping him, went back to Jerusalem with great joy. I like that. Somebody say, great joy. Great joy. So they didn't go depressed. They didn't go away crying, sad. They went with great joy. When you've had an encounter with the supernatural, it's always going to bring great joy. The supernatural comes with great joy because it's the sound of heaven. It's the atmosphere of heaven. Heaven is a joyful place. Amen. There's no sad people in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. There's no reserved, dignified section in heaven. Heaven's pretty wild, actually. People think that heaven is this quiet place, just like a museum. No, heaven is loud. They're worshiping 24-7. I mean, you got the creatures shouting, holy, holy, holy. I mean, they nonstop. Angels are rejoicing. 
I mean, come on. They're singing, there's worshiping, it's powerful. Heaven's, heaven's a very uh, happy place. Heaven's a place that's filled with a lot of activity. Amen. And they were continually in the temple. Praising and blessing God. Hallelujah. So you can see. Now one of the things that Jesus said. He said you shall receive power. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And then he said this is the promise of the Father. He said I must leave so that the promise of the Father can come. You see the Father sent Jesus. And Jesus the Son fulfilled his mission. Because it was written that repentance should be preached and that Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. And so that was his mission. So he fulfilled his mission, the finished work of the cross. Now he's leaving and he says, when, once I leave, then the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit can come. But the Holy Spirit cannot come until I leave. Because his leaving was the fulfillment of the reason and the purpose that he came for. He came on a mission. He came on a mission to die. He came on a mission to seek and save the lost. He came on a mission to fulfill the law. He came on a mission and that mission was fulfilled with his death, burial, resurrection and his ascension on high. And then, of course, his exaltation at the right hand of the Father. And when he was seated at the right hand of the Father, being seated means... He finished the work. The moment he sat down, his, his work was done. And now it was time for the Holy Ghost to come. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he says, the promise of my father will be fulfilled. But I want you to notice this here. He said, I will send forth upon you what my father has promised. So it was just as the father sent Jesus the Son, now Jesus the Son is sending the Holy Spirit. The third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. He is a person. He's not just a force. He's not a feeling. He's not goosebumps. He's not shaking. He's not crying. He's not laughing. Even though those things happen when he touches you. But he is a person and he is going to indwell you. And he's going to live within you. And he's going to be in you. But I want you to notice one of the key things that Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit, and that is my message today, is the endowment or the power from on high. Now the word where he says you shall be endued, the word in the Greek is enduo, which of course I read from the Amplified. It says you shall be clothed. You shall be clothed with power from on high. So you need to understand that the power from on high is your clothing. It's your clothing in the realm of the spirit. It's your spiritual clothing. Amen. Amen. Now, when you read in the book of Acts, there's an account where there were these seven guys, brothers, seven sons of a man named Sceva. They saw that Paul was going around casting out devils from people. So they come to a demon-possessed man, one man, and then seven brothers. One against seven. And then they tried to cast the devil, that evil spirit out of the man, said, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, come out. 
and the demons spoke back to them. I've had demons speak back to me. I've had a, I had a woman speak to me in a man's voice like, you can't cast me out. I had a Turkish guy speak to me back in perfect English. He didn't even know any English. He was a, actually an uneducated man on the streets. He said, I know who you are. You are the pastor. He said, you can't cast me out. I said, yes, I can. Come out, you foul thing. And then, and then the, and the, the kid, it was about, I think he was about 18 or 19. He came to an out, uh, outreach, starts screaming. Ah! And, and it wasn't the kid. The demons come out of him. And then later on, the kid said, there was a, when I spoke, a fire came out of my mouth. And it went on to him. And the demons said, we're burning. We're burning. We need to leave. He heard him. Do you want me to keep it PG, PG-13, R? Because I've seen a lot of demon-possessed people. I mean, I've had to deal with it. And then, you know, I, I had one time a lady, power of God coming on. She fell on, she, she slithered like a snake. Went under the chairs like a snake, in and out, in and out. I mean, it, I, I didn't even know a human body could do that. Naturally, you can't. I had a woman whose face shifted and turned into this ugly creature. I had a man, African man, came. They, he came to a service. He looked like he was nine months pregnant. He's a skinny African, but big belly. And I said, what happened to you? He goes, well, I, I went to bed one night, and in my dream, a beautiful woman came to me and offered me a cake to eat, and I took and ate the cake, and I woke up like this. When I knew immediately it was witchcraft. So I took my hand, I placed it on his belly. I said, in the name of Jesus, I break this witchcraft curse off of you right now. And, and I mean, it was like, I kid you not, it was like, uh, as soon as I said it, it was almost like letting the air out of a balloon. His stomach went back normal. And of course, thank God, my ushers were ready with a bucket because he heaved whatever he had, I mean, into a bucket. Sometimes it's just people's lunch that come out, but somebody said, well, why does that happen? Because, listen, and it happens here all the time. I mean, I was, we've had people get, like, really disturbed in the middle of the meeting when the Holy Ghost is falling, and they're, they're running into the restroom. It's happened many times here. They're running to the restroom. They're telling the ushers, I feel sick. I feel like I'm going to throw up. What's going on with me? Well, you know what it is? It's that it's the, 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 the wicked stuff in people is getting stirred up, and, and it's time for deliverance. It's not even really my message today, but I felt like I need to talk about this because, you know, so you can either run or you can get delivered. I recommend you get delivered. That's a better, better option. I think it was a, a few Sundays ago, there was a lady sitting there and I was walking around praying for people. She looked at me, she goes, I feel sick. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I said, you need deliverance. And she didn't like that and she left. We could have helped her, but you know. Those demons need to leave. They can't stand in the presence of God. They're either going to leave from you or with you. So it's best that, you know, they leave from you. This is real. I'm talking about real stuff here. Anyhow, so seven sons of Sceva, they go to the man. Bible calls him demonized, oppressed, possessed, demons. It says, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, come out. And then the demon speaks back to them says, we know Jesus. 
We are getting to know about Paul, but who are you? And the Bible says the demon-possessed man beat up the seven brothers, tore their clothes off. They ran out of the house naked and bleeding. And went down the street, I guess, and started a nudist colony. First church of the nudist. Isn't that interesting? See, the devil's supposed to flee from you in seven ways. But when you are not blessed, you're cursed. You're going to be the one running in seven ways. Because what? They didn't have a revelation. They didn't have the clothing. That's what I'm trying to get with this. They were not clothed in the realm of the spirit, and the demon could recognize that. You could use the name of Jesus. You could use the name of Paul. But the demon could see into them in the realm of the spirit passed beyond the physical the flesh you know they were clothed in the flesh but then the de demon did tear off their clothes and they ran out naked but they were that was actually a sign or a manifestation of the fact that they were naked in the spirit they were not clothed with the power from on high they were just pretenders they were just copying hey in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches we heard we see Paul casting out devils and then we're going to get into this deliverance ministry. <laughs> you better know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> we're going to get in. You want to get into deliverance ministry, you better be equipped. You better be clothed with power from on high. So, hallelujah. See, when you got the spiritual clothing, you can be in flip-flops, gym shorts, sweaty, stinky, with a dirty t-shirt and you can still cast out devils amen. amen hallelujah because you got the spiritual clothing but if you don't have the spiritual clothing then you're going to need other fancy clothes you're going to dress up like mother where they call you father <laughs> robes trinkets smoke ceremonial ritual things big giant cross holy water ain't gonna do nothing and unfortunately most christians get their deliverance theology from hollywood movies <laughs> they think they need uh, you know garlic to ward off <laughs> evil spirits a big big giant you know lead cross or something to drive through the heart i don't know whatever they think they they're doing or they think they're going to sprinkle holy water that's going to burn the, somebody's flesh it's all garbage it's all hollywood mumbo jumbo bull you could be normal and anointed in the natural they can look at you and they, you just look normal but in the realm of the spirit, you are clothed with power from on high. You are endued. And that's also where we get the word endowment. You have been endowed with a sacred, spiritual, holy anointing that you carry on you. And that's your shield. That's your clothing. That's your protection. That's your covering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, think about this. You need special suits to go do things. I mean, 
You need wetsuit and gear to go scuba diving. You need to have a firefighter's equipment to go fight a fire. You go to space, you need to have an astronaut suit. I mean, you can't just walk out of the space shuttle in your flip-flops and shorts. You can go in your flip-flops and shorts to the beach. You better not go in a suit. If you go on swimming, you need swimming wear. So you got to have special clothing for different things. Well, you, you need to understand for the spiritual operation, for your life, for the things that God's called you to do and to walk in, you need the spiritual clothing. And the Holy Ghost is your covering. The Holy Ghost is your clothing. The Holy Ghost is your shield. The Holy Ghost is your uniform. Amen. I mean, if a police officer walked up to you in shorts and a t-shirt... But if he walks up to you in his uniform, he gets your attention, doesn't he? Yeah. So this is your uniform. This is your rank. This is your authorization from heaven that you have been endued and clothed with power from on high. And this is not natural power. This is not human power. Amen. This is power from on high. This is the highest authority that you can carry because Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. As he sat at the right hand of the Father, all authority in heaven and earth was given unto him that he is given the name which is above every name. That at the mention of that name, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the master of all. Every knee must bow. Cancer must bow. COVID must bow. Poverty must bow. Depression must bow. Whatever name must bow. Because he is the name which is above every name. The name which carries the highest authority. And that authority also comes with power. You have to understand authority and power are two different things. Authority and power are two different things. Speaking of, let's see, let me go back to referring a police officer in his uniform, okay? He can stand and stop traffic by authority, but he doesn't have the power to stop traffic. He can't stand in front of a bus and stop it. He's not Superman. So authority is given to him. It's an identity, but there's a greater power behind him that backs him up. When he has the authority to put handcuffs on a person and take them in, there's a whole power of the government. There's a whole power of the court system, everything that backs him up. There's, there's power that comes with it. You see, there are people behind him. There's an institution behind him. There's a whole structure and an establishment that stands behind him. He's just been authorized to represent that. That's exactly what this is. We have an entire structure, institution. We have the entire host of heaven. We have the entire kingdom of God. God that sits on his throne. The angelic host. Amen. We have the power of heaven. The power of the kingdom of God that backs us up. We don't stand alone. When you go representing Jesus Christ, when you go clothed in the anointing and the power from that is on high, because the power that came from on high, the entire heaven backs you up. You don't stand on your own. 
When you speak to that demon, you don't stand on your own. When you rebuke that sickness, when you rebuke that disease, when you rebuke that foul spirit, you don't stand on your own. The moment you use the name of Jesus, knowing your authority in Jesus Christ, knowing that you have been clothed with power from on high, guess what happens? When you go lay hands on the sick, that power is released to back you up to heal the sick. That's what Jesus said, in my name. Go in my name and those who believe in my name, those who have revelation. See, then he thoroughly opened up their minds to understand the scripture. So I, my prayer today is in Jesus' name that the Holy Spirit thoroughly opens your mind to understand your authority as a believer. That you will go believing in his name and you will go in his name. You will cast out demons. You will speak with new tongues. You'll take up serpents. That means you'll take authority over whatever demonic that comes against you. Things that are dangerous. Even if they try to poison you, kill you, you will not die. And then you will go lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This is the believer's authority. Every single believer. Not just a pastor, an apostle, fivefold minister evangelist, prophet. That's not, this is not for the ministry. This is for the believer to walk in divine empowerment. Every single one here is clothed or can be clothed with power from on high. You don't want to go naked into the devil's territory. And just the, just the fact that you step out the door here, you're already out there when you're out in the world, you're going to be in the devil's territory. And you're going there to take territory back for the kingdom of God. Because every place your feet tread upon, the Lord will give to you. The moment you arrive, you've taken authority over that place. Hallelujah. When I walk into a place, I say, I, I take authority over this place right now. When I get on an airplane, I take authority over this airplane. I bless this airplane. I cover it by the blood of Jesus. This is not my private jet. Get up, fly out, fly safely, and take me where I need to go on my mission in the name of Jesus. You will take me there, you airplane. You serve me now. You will not malfunction. You will not have any issues in the name of Jesus. I'm going. And I take authority over any demonic manifestation, crying babies, and whatever else, and any, any Karens on the airplane. Sorry if your name is Karen, because I've seen too many. I've literally seen people trying to fight each other on the airplane. I took authority over it. And you might walk into place, all hell is breaking loose, people are fighting, people are struck. You need to take authority over it. Don't put up with it. I take authority over this right now in the name of Jesus. I speak peace over this. I can, I'll calm the storm. I bind these demons manifesting right now in the name of Jesus. Maybe you need to do that in your workplace tomorrow morning. Come on, somebody. Students, you need to do that in your classroom, in your school. Things are crazy out there. When you walk into your school, say, I, I'm blessed going in. You know what that means? That means you're walking in with the authority and the power to, to have dominion over that place. To subdue it and to have dominion over it. That power from on high gives you dominion. 
that you're going to dominate. You're going to rule and reign as kings in Christ. Hallelujah. When you walk into a courtroom, you need to take authority over that courtroom. I break every wicked thing in this place. Who knows? I mean, they might have bribed the judge. Who knows? I, I, I wouldn't be surprised about anything. I don't trust any, anything. Anyway. Hallelujah. I take authority over this right now, and you speak with authority. I was, I was arrested one time to be interrogated in Turkey for preaching the gospel on the streets, giving people Bibles. They took me in. They sat me down. I mean, my knees are having fellowship one with the other in the, in the, in the flesh. You feel it. But I tell you, the power of God just began to rise up on the inside of me. And I was praying in tongues. They said, what are you saying? I just said, it's none of your business. I'm just talking. I'm praying. There was seven police officers. And one guy put a gun right here to my head. Actually on this side, the left side. And they put a document in front of me for me to sign it. That I was actually undermining the government. I was speaking against the government. I was damaging uh, vandalizing government property which is all rubbish made up stuff they said if you sign this we'll let you go I knew that was a death sentence but when you got a gun put to your head you start thinking about it but I'll tell you what man I lived out that scripture where Jesus said you'll be dragged before courts fear not because you'll be given what to say and I tell you the Holy Ghost just rose up on the inside of me I mean no one in their right mind would do this. I turned like this. And I, now the gun is right between my ears. My, my, my eyes, I mean. And, and it's right there. And I, these words came out of my spirit. Go ahead, pull the trigger. I know where I'm going. I'll be going straight to heaven. Where will you go when you die? And I stared in the guy's eyes. And after about... 10 seconds, his hand began to shake like this. He looked at me and fear. I could see fear in the man's eyes. He had the gun, but I had the authority. It was like the fear, the fear of God. The fear of God hit the man. His hands began to shake. I could see his eyes got weird. He put it down. He put it, you know, he put the gun away. He walked away. The other guys, a few of them started shouting, whatever, and then they eventually left. I said, I'm not signing that. They held me for four days. Four days I was held. In an underground cell, in the station, no water, no food, nothing to sleep on, just cold concrete floor. They wouldn't even let me sleep. They would come and just shout, do other things. But on the fourth day, when I was being released, on the fourth day, I was behind those bars. I knew that I was going to be released. They were telling me, they just keep you and harass you, trying to intimidate you. And that man that held the gun to my head came. And he looked at me. He goes, for the last three nights, I have not been able to sleep. Those words you said to me, where will you go when you die? Where will you go when you die? 
Where will you go when you die? It keeps playing over and over and over in my head. I'm breaking out in a cold sweat. I've done some really bad things. I've done some bad things to people. I, I, I'm sure I'm going to go to hell. Is there any hope for me? And I said, close your eyes right now, bow your head. God loves you and he's ready to forgive you. He's merciful. Pray this prayer after me. Right there, I led that man to the Lord. And he's weeping, tears coming down. And he, that same man opened the cell door and escorted me upstairs to be processed out. nineteen ninety seven we were engaged she's outside praying I come out when I went in I had a backpack with 20 Bibles Turkish Bibles they gave me my backpack back I looked there was five Bibles left <laughs> and then when I went there was one guy sitting behind a desk to process me the one of the Bibles was sitting on his desk I walk out, a traffic police, they have police that only do traffic, it says traffic police. A car for the traffic police pulled up and he said, are you the man that had the Bibles in, the, in that place? I don't know what to say, am I, am I gonna, these guys gonna take me now? But I said, okay, this is traffic police, so they can't really, they can only write me a ticket and I'm not even driving, so maybe they're gonna get me for jaywalking, I don't know. But, I said, uh, I, I paused and I said, uh, yes. He goes, can we have a couple? So here I am. I'm, I'm giving out Bibles to the two police officers in the car, you know. So there was a lot of persecution in the 90s. I mean, things have improved drastically in our nation, but there's still a lot of places. I mean, I was just, I'm in a WhatsApp group, a chat group with all the pastors and uh, they just arrested a, a group of guys and they had documents that they were planning to attack a church, one of the churches, and, and, and several pastors' names were on a list and, you know, whatever. So, I mean, that's just life in some countries. I mean, I was in church services where the, the anti-terrorism police walked right in and smacked the pastor in the middle of his sermon and walked out. And then the church cleared out. You really know who were the believers. <laughs> There's only a few left. I heard the story, real story, from back in the Cold War days in the Soviet Union, the Iron Curtain. When the church was underground, it was a group of believers meeting in a basically an underground church. You know, when you mean underground, it's not necessarily underground, but it's just a hidden church, some, some place that they're meeting. And all of a sudden, these KGB agents walked in with their AK-47s. Three of them, they said, we're going to shoot all the Christians. <laughs> Welcome to real world. We're going to shoot all the Christians. This is your chance to leave. And about half of them left. And once they left... The KGB agents put their guns down and said, okay, we wanted to worship with the true believers. If 
if that happened here, people would be dropping their donuts and their coffee would be running for the parking lot like they were flash. I mean, my Lord. Not here, but I mean some places in America. So you think I came to America to be soft? Once you've had a gun put to your head, you're already a dead man, so it doesn't even matter. You can say whatever you want to say about me. I'm already dead. I can't respond. The dead man don't respond. But you're going to have to die to self to walk in your authority and to walk in certain realms where God wants to lead you into. Because that's, this is the special equipment, special clothing, the special authorization that God's going to place upon you to go into places and advance the kingdom of God and take territory for the kingdom of God. Break the power of the devil. You're going to go into schools. You're going to go into universities. You're going to go into hospitals. You're going to go into courtrooms. You're going to go into the realm of business. And some of you need to go into churches and break the power of the devil. Because you got churches that are completely taken over by wicked spirits. And they're totally out to lunch. They're totally lost. Totally in deception. And you're going to run into Christians that are in total bondage. You're going to run into family members that are in total bondage. But you're going to go in and God is authorizing you. You have been endued with power from on high to break the power of the devil. Go into the highways and the byways. And set the captives free. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to go and kill a Goliath this week. Somebody's going to go and take out a giant. Somebody's going to go. Somebody's going to go into a place where no one has ever had success because they've all tried to do it in the flesh, and you're going to have success where no one has ever had success because you are not like everyone else. You are endued, clothed with power from on high. Hallelujah. And you know what? I hear this word right now. Some of you, God's going to send you right back to your place of defeat where you failed in the flesh. And now you're going to go in with the anointing and you're going to get a breakthrough in the very place of failure. God's going to take you and you're going to see success. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, get up on your feet. Shout hallelujah. Give some praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo. I feel the Holy Ghost. Well, pastor, you know, I tried that. It didn't work. God's going to send you right back to that place, right back to that same situation, and you're going to have to face the fear because the fear of failure will come upon you because the enemy will try to remind you, see, you failed here. What do you think you're doing here? No, 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 no. I've come here to kick your butt and take your name, devil. Hallelujah. And, and this is the time. It's going to be different this time. It's going to be different this time because I'm different. I'm a new creation. I'm anointed. I'm clothed with power from on high. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is your business suit. You're going to look like a billionaire in the Holy Ghost. Decked out in your spiritual clothing. Anointed with prosperity, wisdom, favor, 
<laughs> Hallelujah. People are going to look at you and go, you look about the same, but you look different. You talk different, you walk different. What happened to you? Oh, I got under the spout where the glory comes out, and I got clothed with power from on high. I'm decked, I'm decked out in my heavenly garments from the top of my head down to the soles of my feet. I'm armored up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, say thank you, Jesus, for sending the Holy Ghost to clothe me, to cover me. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Where I go, you go with me. You cover me. You are the clothing. You are the endowment of power. Thank you for helping me, Holy Spirit. May I always, every minute of my life, be aware of your presence. And I choose to yield to you and to walk in the Spirit. Walk in power. Walk in authority. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.